Hello. It's us again. Your pals. Not really your pals. We don't know you. Well, we know a couple of you. But it's us, Todd and Claire. Hi, Claire. Hi. And we're here to talk once again about H.P. Lovecraft. But not really. Not this Harold time. Petraeus nope, Lovecraft. Nope. Absolutely <laughs> wrong. It's Howard Phillips Lovecraft. <laughs> Henry Peterson Lovecraft. But the story we're talking about today is not technically a Lovecraft story. It is written by Sonia H. Green, who, you might recall, was Lovecraft's one-time wife. So why does it say by H.P. Lovecraft and Sonia H. Green? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So this story, uh, called usually called The Horror at Martin's Beach, uh, was originally first published in the November 1923 issue of Weird Tales under the title and author of The Invisible Monster by Sonia H. Green. Now, did she write it? Yes, uh, but Lovecraft Lovecraft edited and revised. Got it. Uh, it, I believe he's the one who changed the title to The Invisible Monster. which to The Horror at Martin's Beach? No, no, no. It was originally, when she wrote it, it was The Horror at Martin's Beach. Then he retitled it for Weird Tales for The Invisible Monster. Okay. Later editions moved back to the original title of The Horror at Martin's Beach, which is a much better title. Okay. Um, but yeah, she she wrote it. Um, this is one of two short stories that she's ever written, it looks like. Um, she also wrote a story called Four O'Clock that wasn't published until like the 40s in an August Derleth collection. But Sonia, Sonia Green was a force in literary circles. Um, she was a... So... I was trying to get some real titles <laughs> for things that she actually published. If you go on Wikipedia or any biography of her, it says she bankrolled several fanzines. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, which ones? <laughs> no one knows. Um, she did publish something called The Rainbow, um, and it was an amateur magazine around this around this time. Yeah. Um, she met Lovecraft at an amateur um, writer's convention in Boston uh, in 1921. And so she was she was definitely around. Um, and the rainbow is called a very handsome publication uh, <laughs> because unlike other amateurs, she didn't like do the lettering and the press work herself. She paid somebody. Got it. And so it looked really nice. <laughs> she had her own money. <laughs> she did. She was she was a rare, independently middle class woman in New York. Um, she had been married before, uh, and her husband died by his own hand. Oh boy. I know. So maybe she got some money out of that. Who knows? Uh, it's, it's unclear. And then she married Lovecraft in 1922. Mm. No, uh, she married Lovecraft in 1924. Uh, in March of 1924, and kind of all of a sudden. So they met in 1921. They had a correspondence, because Lovecraft corresponded with everybody. Okay. Uh, and then one day, without any explanation to his friends or family, he booked it. He ran <laughs> to the uh, train station in Providence to get on a train to New York to marry Sonia the next day. And on the way, he lost the manuscript to or Under the Pyramids, Okay. Uh, which he had ghostwritten for Harry Houdini. <laughs> so okay. they spent their honeymoon retyping that. <laughs> um, so somebody found it. Somebody found it in the Providence. Yeah, it, maybe someone has it, uh, the original manuscript. We don't have 
her letter to him that preceded immediately preceded him getting running? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I never read his letters. <laughs> <laughs> it might be around somewhere. Yeah. She wrote a, um, an autobiography about her, and it was all about like her time with Lovecraft. That was it. That was the only mm-hmm. period she covered, and it's a short period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they were married in March of 1924. Uh, in July of 1924, she left her job at this boutique fashion mm-hmm. um, store in New York to start up her own hat shop. She was a milliner. <laughs> uh, that crumbled in, by December of 1924. She ran out of money and had to take another job in Ohio, so she left to Cincinnati in December or January. Uh, things are unclear a little bit there, but in December, January of 1924, she left for Ohio, leaving Lovecraft behind in Brooklyn. Okay. Which he hated. <laughs> and we've gone into how much he hates Brooklyn in a prior episode in horror, The Horror at Red Hook, uh, which is basically all about his time in Red Hook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they got, div- they got air quote divorced uh, a couple years later, but it turns out Lovecraft never actually filed the papers. <laughs> that sounds like something he would do or yes. not do. Um, but he left. He left New York in 1926 after a couple of years. Uh, went back to Providence to live with his aunts. So that was their marriage. <laughs> it was short, um, but hey, whatever. You know, it happens. Happens. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the deal. So yes, this is a Lovecraft podcast. Lovecraft's hands are all over this work for sure. It now gets listed as by Sonia H. Green and H.P. Okay. Lovecraft. That makes that's sense. why. Okay. So yeah, um, and I was making sure uh, yesterday that I didn't already talk a bunch about Sonia Green, and I didn't uh, in in the uh, in the Red Hook episode. We talk about her a little bit, but but not. Not very much. And so now you know, I think, everything there is to know about her. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that I've learned. Oh, she married again um, in California. She moved to California eventually, married a third time. Did he finally file the paperwork? No, no. It was a big enough oh, marriage. Okay. I mean, back then, what do you, there's no internet to check. There's no internet, like. but then she found out that he died like eight years after he died. Okay. Like, he, she wasn't even aware that oh, he had okay. died. And at that point, she found out that she was still married to him. <laughs> <laughs> and this this bothered her. Did she inherit anything? Or no, I mean, It doesn't look like it. No, okay. oh, you get nothing. You lose. Oh. That's funny. So... Yeah, because now she's twice a widower, mm-hmm. or a widow, twice a widow. Twice a widow. Um, and then she twice. she outlived her third husband, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then moved to an old folks home in L.A. and yeah. died there sometime in the past. I want to say like late 70s or something. Yeah, I'll bet um, she was fun. She was probably a great lady. I mean, come yeah. on, she was like in New York in the Roaring Twenties. Being an independent <laughs> And being woman independently and the, wealthy yeah. and hanging out with authors. Yeah, and, well, and that doesn't sound like she was independently wealthy. She was Independently just like, middle class. Yes, she made a living. <laughs> she did have to have a job. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so the horror at Martin's Beach. Um, you want to talk about the story? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so let's go, let's go through it. So it starts... Uh, with there is off screen <laughs> there is a battle <laughs> with a sea monster um, aboard the Alma uh, captained by Captain Orn 
and they bring the sea monster out of the ocean and it's huge it's like 50 feet long or whatever and it's got one cyclopean eye and it has fingers instead of fins and it's really creepy and weird and naturists are 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 amazed so captain orn with his uh yankee shrewdness (laughs) says i know what i'm gonna do (laughs) i'm gonna make a museum and he did and so he got a boat and he turned the boat into a museum to display this thing. And then, I've never seen King Kong. There's <laughs> right? no way this could go wrong. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> You're right. It's basically King Kong. Well, I mean, the thing's dead. It's and dead. so, yeah. <laughs> so he's displaying it um, at Martin's Beach uh, by uh, the Wavecrest Inn. Ah. And uh, so, by the Wavecrest Inn at Martin's Beach, he's displaying this this freak of nature uh, to a willing public who can't wait to spend their 50 cents to go see it and hear the tale of how they captured it, I guess. Um, But then one night there's a storm and the storm washes the boat out to sea and along with like the one security guard and never to be seen again. (laughs) 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 Or or so he claims. Uh He probably like got caught drinking the boat, got washed out to sea, and and he was like, "Oh, what happened to the security guard? What happened to the security guard? Oh my god, I don't know. Yeah, but he went he went down with the ship. Yep, what a hero. Mm-hmm. And end of Captain Orange's weird, weird exhibition. Uh, so he's wrapping things up uh, at the uh, at the inn and settling all his bills, and then suddenly that night. There is a strange disturbance on in the beach. In the force. And not in the force. <laughs> there is an unknown force, however. Um, but there is a strange disturbance, and it sounds like a cry, and there are lifeguards. And so the lifeguards are like, oh, we better save mm-hmm. whoever that is. This is 1920s version of Baywatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 1920s, exactly. uh, what's his face? <laughs> I can't think of his name. Michael Knight. Yeah, what, what, what's it's Michael David Knight. Hasselhoff? Hasselhoff. I, think I was like David Copperfield. No, nope, different. David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Yeah. So they throw out a floaty. They throw out a rope. Mm-hmm. I love how the like. Wait, where is the description of the floaty? I just thought it or the the life saver, mm-hmm. which is is that what that's what we call it? I, I guess suppose. Like, life preserver. Life preserver. Thank you. I could not think of it. Lifesaver is the candy. <laughs> the fresh maker. <laughs> they just um, throw out a bunch of lifesavers. Yeah. They throw out an air cushion yes. and a rope. Yes. And then the air cushion goes under and the rope goes under. Mm-hmm. And the lifeguards are holding onto the rope. Mm-hmm. And they're like, struggle, struggle, struggle. And they're like, hey, uh, we could use some help. And then now there's like a ruckus. Yeah. Right. And I also like to think that there's like some Gatsbyan kind of party going on. Oh, probably. And it's at night. Yeah. Because, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the moon is out and everything. And so, you know, there's a great Gatsby style party <laughs> at the Wave Wavecrest Inn. And all the, I say, <laughs> Preston, we should get down there. And so that's what happens. So, like, a bunch of beachgoers and folks from the party. Weren't you swimming champ at Harvard? <laughs> you rode, didn't you? <laughs> and so a bunch of other people go out, grab the rope. And they're pulling, 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 and it's just getting harder and harder. The more, it's almost as if the more people who try mm-hmm. to help, the harder <laughs> it is to pull this thing in. And every and now Captain Orrin is watching all this, uh-huh. and he's like, "Out of my way! <laughs> <laughs> Hold my bootleg cocktail." 
<laughs> Hold my peg leg. Mm-hmm. And he he toddles down there and he takes command mm-hmm. and he's like, bam, I'm on the rope now. And so then they're pulling, pulling, pulling. And they're like, well, this is not happening. Yeah. And they're getting like slowly, slowly pulled out to sea by this for- by this unknown force. And they're like, well, this isn't working out well. They're up to their hips or so in the ocean. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we'll call it a night. Not so fast. <laughs> they have been hypnotized, <laughs> and they can't get rid of the rope. They can't unhold it. I was like, uh, I was so glad when that came up because mm-hmm. I was getting really annoyed. I'm like, how long are these people going to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, at some point, you realize that you're just whatever this is. It's just like a big old hunk of kelp that you're not going <laughs> to get in. Right. But yeah, so that was yeah, and like, and by the way, this is alluded to in the very, very, very beginning of the story uh, because there's a mention of Professor Alton's article, Our Hypnotic Powers Confined to Recognized Humanity. (laughs) Our Hypnotic Powers Confined to Recognized Humanity. This made me think of, um, I don't know if I've told the story on the pod (laughs) or not. I probably have mentioned it because it's just so funny, but it's the should we cook our meat story of... (laughs) My, no, I've never heard my, this. My law school friend, Maureen, her mom was a middle school teacher. Mm-hmm. And I think she was like science teacher or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, and she, there was this one kid. I, I can't, she, God, she was funny. Winnie. She was like, he was just the dumbest of the bunch. And what, <laughs> I don't remember what his name was, but her thing it's was probably like, for the best. Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> He's probably listening. Yeah, he could be listening right now, but he doesn't know it's him. Probably doesn't yeah. think it's him. Yeah. Well, unless when he I did. say this, but yeah, when I <laughs> find the project. out the project, she went to go look at this project, and it was entitled "Should We Cook Our Meat?" <laughs> it wasn't like "Why do we cook our meat?" or "How do we cook our meat?" Should we cook our meat? Uh-huh. And she was like, "I think his name was." <laughs> now that oh, I remember, good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, like whenever somebody asks some kind of just question that you're ridiculous like, question yeah, ridiculous question this should like is hypnosis confined uh-huh. yes. <laughs> to recognize humanity yes should we cook our meat i don't know what? well and like all clickbait articles uh the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out that the horror of martin's beach uh has cast a hypnotic spell on everyone uh who is touching this rope to continue holding this rope and then it gets all ghastly um, people are dragged slowly, slowly, slowly out to sea. Their their eyes are bulging. People are now drowning, uh, and it's and it's terrible. And the best part, mm-hmm. it was all the people standing there watching. <laughs> <Just> Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> Preston and Chesterfield and Buff oh, and Buffy. Surely unfortunate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, don't they? Yeah, they. They're one of them retires to their room in a panic. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I, mean, I don't know how you retire in a panic, but <laughs> they they somehow manage. <laughs> well, you've never suffered from depression and anxiety. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's actually what I was thinking. Was this story is like. Is, very, maybe it's about depression. It's, I don't know. I mean, that's what I, I, I don't know if I would, intri- <laughs> but it very much made me think of like a parable about depression mm-hmm. of like, you're like, why I'm being dragged into this, but I can't let go. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a parable for Sonia's marriage to H.P. <laughs> <H>. <laughs> Lovecraft. <laughs> I think we might have 
solve this riddle. He's like, this is a wonderful story, This Sonia. is great. It's terrible she and is, horrible. She's like, and she's like, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is a story. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with our marriage. I think you've done it. I think you've done it again. <laughs> you've cracked the code of Horror Martin's Beach. I had never really heard of Horror Martin's Beach because it's... I guess when I was looking at lists of Lovecraft stories, like this never popped up yeah. because on whatever list I was looking at, didn't have it because it's Sonia yeah. Green is the author. Yeah. So, so yeah, so this is this is didn't new to me. Recommended or someone asked us to read it next. I think, no, right? it no? was um, Nameless City was on request. Oh, okay. And okay. I don't know why I picked this one. I think I just did it by word. It's very short. It was short. <laughs> um, yeah, and so anyway, that's the uh, that's the story more or less. Uh, people are dragged out to sea. There's a whirlpool suddenly. Uh-huh. Um, there's some like distant laughing, mm-hmm. uh, and ca- I think Captain Orin goes down. It doesn't. I don't think he. I don't think he escapes. I'm sure he does. Sounds like everybody that was. Yeah. There was no line of bobbing heads now. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what happens when you steal <laughs> a giant. Well, and that's the uh, thing, right? It's squid's a, baby. It's a baby. So they stole the baby, and then this is presumably the Jaws 2 uh-huh. of right. that story. <laughs> it turns out Jaws was uh, just the baby. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers, what, by the no, way. No, my favorite one of the... Or was it Jaws 3 where it turns the, out it's the mom? I don't, I don't know, know, but it's the Jaws with Michael Caine. Ca- Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I'm Michael Where <laughs> the shark follows them to the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Jaws. <laughs> to get four, to get his. I don't son, think it's probably. three because three is the three D one. Yeah, it's to get <laughs> his. I can't think of what's his. Face. It's to buy Michael Caine a house. Like that's yeah, the that's, that's the purpose. That. Yeah, exactly. No, but I'm thinking like, what was Roy Scheider's character's name in the movie in Jaws? I can't remember. Brody. Brody. Martin that's Brody. It. Okay, Martin Brody. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so Brody's dead, but it's baby Brody. Yeah, who's so down she, in the yeah. down in the islands? Yeah. So, kills off baby Brody, I think, and then goes after his wife. I don't know. But yeah. I always just love that. It's like the shark. It's like, <laughs> oh, they're getting on a plane, going to the Bahamas. <laughs> I better get moving. Yeah. Where's my passport? <laughs> yeah. swim, 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 swim. <laughs> One thing, quick side note, uh, the name Orn, O-R-N-E. Uh, shows up familiar. shows up more than once in yeah. Lovecraft stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there's two characters um, that are Orns uh, that matter, and they are Simon Orn, who is the friend of the evil sorcerer mm-hmm. in the strange case of Charles Dexter Ward, and okay. he's from like the 17th century or something. And then there's also an Orn in the Marsh family tree in Shadow Over yeah. Innsmouth. Oh, okay. And so, to me, mm-hmm. I I choose to believe <laughs> that the Orns are intimately connected with the sea and sea monsters yeah. and deep ones and all that because of that. Um, because the story calls out his Yankee shrewdness, mm-hmm. um, I think that puts him in New England. Like, he's yeah. from New England, so yeah. he's probably of the Arkham Orns. Yeah. Uh, it would be... Would be my guess. No, <laughs> Whether think, or not yeah. he's related to the necromancer from the, you know, from the witch trials, don't know. Come but. on. I mean, how many orns <laughs> are there going to be in one writer's universe? <laughs> so maybe I don't know. Um, 
how did you like the story? I have other things to talk about, but I, liked I, wanted, it. I wanted to give you more shots I liked to talk. It. No, I mean, you know, it's short. There's not a whole lot to yeah. talk about. I had, should we cook our meat was like yeah. the number one thing that I came <laughs> up with. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it. You know, it's, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was even thinking, it's like, wow, this doesn't really have a lot of subtext, but I think we discovered it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, I wanted to know where Martin's Beach was, and so oh, yeah. we can take a little oh, little trip right. with, with the Love Crab Travel Agency <laughs> to go to Martin's Beach. So I have two candidates. Okay, yeah. so there is a Wave Crest Inn on Martin's Beach in Oregon. However, <laughs> yes, um, it does look like that the Wave Crest Inn was built shortly after the story was written. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think that's it. But okay. what I do think is that there's another Martin's Beach uh, just south of Half Moon Bay in California. Yeah, I was say that's the one I'm seeing. And it has, there is an inn there, the Watts Inn, which was fairly popular um, from like, uh, the early 20s it said yeah. it was popular so it was built in like the 1910s or something um, and Watts was the family that bought Martin's Beach built the inn and Martin's Beach <laughs> has been the subject of a recent uh, Supreme Court case uh, where there's some uh, asshole billionaire uh, who what? bought it <laughs> and wanted to make it private and That's lost right. all his court cases because yeah. Most yeah. to all beachfront property in California is public yep. access. Anything wet. Yep. <laughs> Anything that gets wet. So, so yeah. So Martin's Beach looks lovely. I've seen some pictures of it. It's got, you know, and it could be, right? It could definitely be, especially since she then later, the Sonia later moved to California. Yeah. And she might already be familiar with Martin's Beach, whatever. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. <laughs> it was bought by this billionaire, uh-huh. uh, Vinod something. And he didn't, like, try to permit anything. He just, like, put up a fence and mm-hmm. said no trespassing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... He hacked it. Yeah. He disrupted <laughs> he the it. economy. Yeah. Of- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, Which just means busting in and being an asshole and doing everything, yeah. what, doing whatever you want without thinking of and the so consequences. And so everyone hates him for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is a big popular surfing spot. It has been for generations and uh, you know most of the good coverage I found on this is from some surf magazine, mm-hmm. and I'll have links in the show notes. For I this. you do not want to piss off local surfers. No, <laughs> so they're like, "Hey, give us our beach back!" And so years and years pass with this fight. Uh, it gets to Supreme Court. Supreme Court um, refuses to hear the case, which basically means the state wins. Yeah, and they will. And this was in like 2018. So the beach is now open, and now you can go to Martin's Beach, from what I understand. Here's the twist What if the billionaire is the good guy? <laughs> what if he's closing he the beach because he knows about the monster that lives out there? <laughs> I feel like you would just put up something being like, be, you know, toxic waste, toxic algae or something. Yeah. But I guess we're just not very. He's just yeah. lazy. It's <laughs> just lazy. <laughs> He's lazily trying to save people <laughs> he's like, from getting devoured by the invisible monster. Hard, but... <laughs> I mean, he's a billionaire. He's got other things to do. Yeah, that's true. And he never lived yeah. there, which is the other thing. It's not like any of these other 
assholes that like try to close off beaches because they have the house yeah. and they don't want to see like the proles out on their beach. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Not him. Nope. He just, never lived there. Just he wanted just wanted to, to close it off, Mr. Burns. So that's what I'm thinking that yeah. this person <laughs> is a unsung savior. And maybe the danger has passed. Maybe it only comes up every like 76 years or something, some weird period like Haley's Comet. And so now that 2018 and now it's 2020, 2022, oh, the monster's gone. You can yeah. have you can have your beach back for now. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's what I choose to believe. Okay. I like it. We were just at Half Moon Bay this, we were. this last yeah. summer, yeah, I guess. It was beautiful. Right? And it was delightful and you know, kids wanted to run out into the ocean at one point, I think. And luckily it was cold enough. It was cold. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. That's horror at Martin's beach. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about with this? No, no. Cool. Cause I have some mail. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. You have to, you have to prepare your body for this. Okay. How? Well, (laughs) just find your center. Okay. Align your chakras. And enjoy this bit of fan mail that we got from Lord Samuel Hall. Whoa. Entitled, subject line, five out of five elder signs. (laughs) Wait, is that good or bad? I don't know. (laughs) Dear Todd and Claire, your banter sublime in Podsothoth, a podcast so prime. The wit and humor that you both share, a cosmic dance, a duo so rare. Your words, a melody, like sweet song. In each episode, I'm carried along. The banter's magic, the joyous spree, entwining laughter and curiosity. Necronomicon, a cosmic delight. The prospect beckons, a captivating sight. I yearn to join, to share in the lore, to witness wonders and learn even more. Your podcast charm, a constant friend, a cosmic journey from start to end. In dynamic pentameter, this I convey. Excited to meet you on Necronomicon Day. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, oh. Lord Hall. <laughs> yes, I, and assuming we meet you, I'm definitely going to refer to you as my Lord, sir. That <laughs> was nice. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my only quibble with that is uh-huh. constant friend. We're pretty inconstant. In we terms are of releasing inconstant like the moon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I say we're like Gandalf. Uh-huh. We, we just release. The podcast is always on time. Yes, a podcaster is never late. <laughs> yeah, um, and one of the reasons why this podcast has gotten even slower. Uh, is because we have another podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we That's should tell right. people about it. That's right. Um, it is Hot for Teacher, colon, Greatest American Hero Watch Party. And you can find it on the internet at hotforteacher.tv. Hotforteacher.tv to get all your RSS <laughs> <TV>. feeds. <laughs> uh-huh. And... <laughs> It's pretty fun. Shop.biz. <laughs> nope, that's a different <laughs> podcast altogether. But I guess you should shop there too. We have no merch yet. Um, yeah, we talk about uh, The Greatest American Hero, the TV series that ran from 1981 to 1983. Um, we have covered the first episode in mm-hmm. two parts. Um, the pilot. The pilot, because it's often aired as pilot part one and pilot part two. Um, so check it out. If you like this, you might like that. Uh <laughs> If you like this, you can find us at Pod Soth. Pod Soth. 
one more time, podsothoth.club, uh, because we're a book club. <laughs> not a TV show. We're not a TV watch party. Um, podsothoth.club. Uh, you can write to us at hideous at podsothoth.club or hit us up on Mastodon. Just find, just search for podsothoth and you'll find it. The bar has been raised, though, for people writing in. I mean... Really does. Yeah, now... That was... <laughs> No shade on Lord Samuel Hall at all. I think it's great. I'm very touched. I'm very happy. Yeah. Was it written by ChatGPT? We may never know. No, of course not. We may not. never know. No, no Todd only, <laughs> Todd's only suspicious because he uses ChatGPT for everything. I do a lot of writing with Chat. I do a lot of writing with <laughs> ChatGPT. He's doing air quotes. <laughs> Mostly boring stuff. <laughs> Not everyone <laughs> relies on ChatGPT. Not everyone is immediately <laughs> farming out all their creative endeavor to ChatGPT. Probably not. Uh. <laughs> so, so yeah. So write to us if you like the podcast. Rate and subscribe or whatever the hell you do in whatever your podcast of mm-hmm. app choice is. Five star ratings are great, or five elder signs, uh, yeah. as Lord Hall says. Nice. Um, just pretend they're elder signs, and then you can uh-huh. <laughs> you can feel like creepy <laughs> and dark and mysterious when you do it, goth. and super goth. Um, but other than that, I think I think we're done, and I'm looking forward to going to the beach again. This yeah, this makes me want to go back to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> go to the beach, beach. I know. Let's go get away. <laughs> now I want. No, okay. Mm, uh, now I need. Uh, Somebody to rewrite the lyrics to Starship mm-hmm. for in, Love, for, in Lovecraft for style. Beach. Yes. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, the dog is going bananas outside. So yeah, she ran in. out of treats, or she ran out of <laughs> ways to find the treats yes. in the treat hiding box. <laughs> so, with that, we will we'll bid you adieu. Adieu. And I have no idea what I'm going to read next. Probably something short. I keep threatening rats in the walls, and I want to read rats in the walls. Yeah, we got to do that, but yeah. then also like talk about wolves in the walls. And talk about wolves in the walls. Yeah. So no, yeah. don't ruin it anymore, Claire. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Later on. Love you guys. <laughs> Not yeah. really. Not really, though. Love you, me, that. <laughs>